Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Good afternoon and welcome to Understanding Youth Suicide, Why Do Our Kids Kill Themselves? My name is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. The Mom of I'm so excited and so delighted and so thankful to be presenting this topic to you guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. It's going to be a little turbulent. It's going to be a little sad, a little bumpy, but I'm going to do my very best to make sure that it's a memorable experience nonetheless. So this talk might be a trigger warning, which means if you have any history of depression, suicidal ideation, I will completely not feel insulted if you feel a need to leave this talk because it will get raw, it will get real, and it may be a little bit tricky sometimes, okay? So my name is Dr. Lulu, aka The Marmotrician. I'm a Nigerian-born pediatrician and I'm a mom of three boys. I live here in San Antonio, Texas with my kids. And um, in 2000, in the year 2000, I lost my first friend to suicide. That was my first contact with suicide at all. She was a doctor, she was Nigerian, she was only 32. Following her death, I had another patient that I lost to suicide in 2008. And he was 15 years old. And between the two of them, I was like, okay, maybe this is a coincidence. Maybe this is not real. But in 2018, I had a seven-year-old patient of mine attempt to hang himself twice. And that was when I started thinking to myself, hmm, this is more than a coincidence. And then luckily for me, or coincidentally, I was active duty Air Force at that time. And I started seeing a lot of patients presenting with depression and, and anxiety and cutting and suicide attempts. I'm like, what is going on? So essentially what I did was I quit my job. I quit my job in 2018, and I have not looked back since. Now, what I do is a special kind of pediatrics where I only work with at-risk youth. Yes, I only work with suicidal youth. I don't do what I call penicillin pediatrics anymore because there are enough doctors doing that, but there are not enough of us trying to figure out why our kids want to kill themselves and trying to stop them, right? So I'm very, very excited to be here. My dream is to become the United Nation speaker for youth suicide prevention. This is a dream that I've been, I've had for, for two years now. So this is such an honor to be speaking here internationally, possibly towards the United Nations. I'm just so excited. So let's get the party started. So the objectives for today, we're gonna to be talking about suicide statistics. We're gonna look at some of the basic numbers 
when we're talking about suicide, we're going to look at the signs of suicidal behavior. Why do people want to kill themselves? We'll take a look at that. We're going to compare mental anguish to mental illness. And if you've ever heard me talking, you know, I am in this school. I believe mental anguish is the reason why people kill themselves. However, because of all the drug companies and all the conspiracy theories, everybody thinks it's mental illness. So I'm going to try to prove to you that mental anguish is the number one reason why people want to kill themselves. It would not be a talk about suicide unless we talk about people that have died by suicide. So we're going to look at some stories of some of the kids that we've lost to suicide over the years. And of course, I'll give you a little tidbit about what you can do as a parent or as a community member to help curb the suicide epidemic or pandemic, right? <laughs> All right. So Definition of suicide. So basically, most people know when you think about suicide, they think about, oh, he intentionally killed himself or she intentionally killed herself. And true, the broad definition of suicide is intentionally harming one to the point of death. However, having one, one, harming oneself to the point of death. However, my own little twist to it is accidental deaths also count as suicides. I say this because many children do kill themselves by accident. And we'll talk about that maybe in a little bit more details later, but absolutely, when I talk about suicide, I'm talking about intentional as well as accidental deaths, okay? So according to the WHO, we have one suicide every 40 seconds. So that means in the space of time that I've been speaking to you, you can do the math as to how many people have died by suicide worldwide since I've been speaking, okay? So about 1 million deaths per year, suicide numbers, it is the second leading cause of death for kids age for kids age 10 through 34 suicide is a, is a leading cause of death and in america where i live in the last 4 years prescription strength antidepressant use has more than quadrupled i'm going to say that again for those at the back prescription strength antidepressants have more than quadrupled in the last 4 years right? But in that time, suicide rates have tripled. So when you're thinking mental illness, when you're thinking something that is treatable, I want you to stop and step back and look at the numbers that I'm talking to you, that I'm telling you about today. There's no way you can convince me that that math is correct. If prescription strength antidepressants and medicines for mental illness have quadrupled in the last four years, yet suicide rates have tripled in the last in the same time. The bottom line is we have to be open-minded because believe it or not, four out of five kids who die by suicide leave a sign. So if these kids are leaving signs, that means you and I as the adults and as the members of the village it takes to raise a child and save a child are missing the signs. So we're going to talk about some of the signs today. By the way, the youngest child to die by suicide in the whole world was a five-year-old Chinese girl. So yes, people have been dying by suicide as young as five. As a matter of fact, in the US, we had a four-year-old child who attempted suicide on record. So it is a very, very bad thing, okay? And as bad as the one every 40 seconds is, the WHO actually predicted that by the year 2020, which is this year, Suicides are going to be one every 20 seconds. That time will have halved. But here's the problem. As at last week, when I looked, we're now at one every 26.9 seconds. And with all the drama that's going on in the world, 
you and I know that there's a higher rate of suicide going on now because there's a lot of hopelessness and helplessness and we have a virus that is killing people. So most of the numbers that I'm telling you, I myself don't believe them, okay? I just believe in my heart that most suicides are not reported and therefore the prediction of 1.5 million by the year 2020, I'm not even buying it. I'm believing that there's a higher number than that. But I can't prove it because they're dead, okay? So globally looking at suicide rates, it is grossly underreported. Why? Most people want to, don't want to, first of all, they don't want to talk about the fact that they are hopeless and they're helpless and they're going through despair. But also, we as a community do not really give them, we don't really hold space for them. We're very judgmental. So they just don't feel like telling us anything. There's a reason why most suicides tend to be accidental, right? People are not accidental, like, um, tend to be a surprise. Most people are like, wait, he killed himself? I thought I just saw him last week. Exactly. Because last week he was going through so much, but he didn't want to tell you, right? Secondly, if he or she has been diagnosed with mental illness, you would know. So the fact that suicides are surprises, that tells you that most of these people do not really have a diagnosis of a mental illness that we can actually point our hands on. And I'll talk about that later on. So globally speaking, suicide is now a public health crisis. Like literally, suicide in adolescence is a public health crisis, according to the WHO. In 2015, actually, is when they, they declared that as a crisis. They also declared the stigma of mental health problems or the stigma of mental illness as a global public health crisis. So the stigma of mental illness is a crisis because nobody wants to talk about it. So they don't get any help, right? And so that's how the cookie crumbles. And globally speaking, women generally attempt suicide more than men men generally tend to complete suicide more than women. However, in the last few years, women are now using more lethal means to kill themselves and we're now catching up, literally catching up to the men. But the men still take the cake with that one, okay? In the United States where I live, suicide rates is about 15.3 per 100,000 in the United States. In Nigeria where I'm from is about 9.5 100,000. In Ghana, it's about 5.4 per 100,000. Globally, it's about 11.5 per 100,000. So globally speaking, the U.S. even exceeds the global numbers, right? My guess again, or rather, I, I guess it's a guess at this point, is these numbers are grossly under what exactly we are dealing with. Okay, so the top seven countries when it comes to suicide, the country with the highest rate of suicides in the world is called, is called Lithuania. It's a tiny little country in Eastern Europe. In Africa, it's Lesotho. So there's something going on with the L countries, right? And then, of course, there's Russia and there's Guyana. Those are all up there with um, suicide. Nigeria, where I come from, is I think number 15 in the country, in the, in the continent of Africa. So it's not, it's not a rare thing at all in Nigeria. We have a lot of suicide in East Africa, Uganda, Kenya, Zimbabwe. Those are countries that have high rates of suicide in Africa, Equatoria, Guinea, Swaziland, all of those. So at this point, with, out of respect to those people who we've lost to suicide, I'm going to set my timer here for 40 seconds. 
And we are going to go ahead and observe a 40 seconds of a 40 second silence in out of respect to those who we've lost lost to suicide. And I'm going to begin now. Thank you. And so as bad as that was, the prediction is that it's gonna be one every 20 seconds. That is a huge concern to me because since we know that the numbers are really not accurate, is it possible that it's after even more than that? Is it like maybe 50 per second? Who knows? So I'm gonna read something out of my slides here. Did you know that the suicide death rate amongst black youth in the US is twice that of the white youth in the US? Most people do not know that African-American kids age five through 12 are twice as likely as their white counterparts to die by suicide. Most people don't know that, but it's obvious what the reason is. The reason is all the social injustices, all the kinds of trauma that kids are going through. Going back to why I said mental illness is not the reason. Social injustice is the reason. Trauma is the reason. Relationship problems are the reason. So we're going to get to those in a minute. So there was a JAMA. JAMA is the Journal of American Medical Association. There was a study that was done in 2000, from 2000 to 2015, and they found out that about 1,300 black kids died by suicide during that time that were reported, right? And that came to about one child every five days. And that was just so, just so terrible. But it's the life that we live in right now. So signs, what are the signs of suicidal behavior? I'm going to give you the top five, because I think if I, read, if I read all of them to you, you may not remember. But if I give you the top five, maybe you will. The top reason why well, the top sign of suicidal behavior in a child is the child is talking about suicide. I think most people don't want to believe this, but the child is talking about it. The, the child is writing about it. The child is preoccupied with it. I want you to remember that. They talk about it or they write about it. And if you don't believe me, look up Akachi Chukwemeka, a Nigerian university student who for weeks and months wrote on his Facebook page that he was that his, that his life was over and nobody said anything. People were taunting him and making fun of him until they killed themselves. And everybody was like, oh my goodness, we did not know. Most people who are suicidal would talk about it. So pay attention, lean in and pay attention to the body language. They will usually talk about it or they will ask questions or they will write about it, okay? Another thing that they do is they tend to have a mood change like, if they were moody before, they become elated because you know what? They've already made up their mind to kill themselves. Or if they are naturally happy people, they might become sadder because they don't really want to die, but they just feel trapped. So that's the second thing to look out for, mood changes. The third thing to look out for is giving away of their private, private um, possessed, 
of their personal possessions and <laughs> their most loved possessions. They will give them away. Prized possessions. That's what I wanted to say. These kids will start giving away their prized possessions. If your child ever comes home with somebody else's prized possession, they tell you that mom, oh, this is his favorite mug and he gave it to me. Ask them what's going on with that child. Usually there's something going on why a child starts giving away the stuff that they love so much. Then they might drop out of school or they might just stop doing the stuff that they love to do. That is the fourth sign of suicidal behavior in a child. They stop doing things that they love to do. And then the last one is reckless behavior. They start driving really fast without a seatbelt. Or they might even buy a gun and just tell you, oh, I just bought it. Mm, pay attention to that. Very, very, very sinister. So that being said, I'm going to run through the signs of suicidal behavior that officially the, w, the mental health, boom, right there. The official behavior, um, behavior traits to look for, is, it's a, a mnemonic called is path warm. So is is I-S, path is P-A-T-H, warm is W-A-R-M. So I is for suicidal ideations, thinking about suicide, thoughts about suicide, I, ideations. S, substance use. If a childhood needs to smoke, starts smoking. If a childhood needs to drink, starts drinking. When I say child, I'm talking about 10 through 34, okay? <laughs> I'm 51, so I can say that, okay? I'm talking about 10 through 34. When they start smoking or drinking or getting high or using substances, start wondering what's going on. P is for purposelessness. They feel like they're no longer driven. They have no goal. They've just lost it. They have no purpose in life. That is the worst feeling for a human being to have no purpose. They wake up in the morning and they have no purpose. They will kill themselves. So be on the lookout for people like that. Path, P-A, anxiety. If they become more anxious than they used to be, start really getting all nervous and having bad dreams and being really anxious, worry about those people. T is trapped. These people feel like they have nowhere else to go. They literally feel like the world is closing in on them. So be very, very, very careful with people like that. They feel trapped. They feel hopeless. H is for hopeless. W is for withdrawal. They start withdrawing. They don't want to do the stuff they used to do before. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead without me. I have a friend of mine who's, whose grandfather killed herself, killed himself, excuse me, and he was already, and he was on the watch, and they thought that he was doing well because he was like, no, no, guys, just go ahead. I want to sleep today. I just want to stay in. He killed himself. Yeah, so withdrawal. And then, of course, anger. If they have a short fuse, all of a sudden, all of these things are things that they never used to have before, okay? R is for recklessness, like I said. If a child starts driving really fast without a seatbelt, I don't really care. I'm going to be, it's okay. I don't really care. Be very, very, very careful about those people. And then, of course, the last one, M, is mood swings. So that is how you look. Those are the signs you look out for when it comes to does a child have suicidal behavior? Is path warm? Okay. And then what are the reasons why kids want to kill themselves? Why? So I, if you don't remember anything that Dr. Lulu said today, I want you to remember the word trauma. Trauma is the reason why people kill themselves. Trauma is at the crux of almost all suicides. And when you're looking, when I'm saying trauma, I don't mean a car accident. I mean emotional trauma. 
I mean, a deep-seated, that kind of trauma that is like you watch a child being killed brutally by the police kind of trauma. The kind of trauma that your house got burned with your kids in it kind of trauma. The kind of trauma of you failed your exams and you have no, you just feel like there's nowhere to go because of your exams, then you kill yourself. The kind of trauma of your husband left you on your wedding day kind of trauma. This is deep-seated trauma we're talking about. That's what happens. These kids have been bullied. They've been molested. They've been verbally abused by their parents. They are, they are being molested by their house helps and all kinds of craziness. When those people kill themselves, please, I don't want you to ever use the word mental illness because those kids were fine until trauma happened to them. Okay, so that's it in essence. I'm not going to go through all of it, but I have about 13 reasons why people kill themselves. But I want you to know those. If you just remember trauma, 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 you'll be fine. Physical trauma, sexual trauma, emotional trauma. If you get those three, you are fine. Physical trauma, beating a kid up because you can, right? That's being a bully. Emotional trauma, being emotionally abusive to somebody. That is trauma. Of course, sexual trauma, you know that. Many kids who kill themselves have been molested for years by their pastor, by their fathers, by their brothers. Yes, this happens in Africa. It happens in Mozambique. It happens in Nigeria. It happens in the US. This is real. So trauma is, forget of everything I said to you. Just remember trauma. If you have what we call trauma-informed compassion, you'll be good, okay? All right, so let's see some other causes of, yeah, LGBTQ youth, they have the highest rate of suicide in America amongst all youth. Um, but the number one reason why somebody will kill themselves is because they have attempted suicide before. So another group of people to really pay attention to is those who have a previous history of suicide attempt. That is bad, okay? When we're talking about suicide attempts, and just suicidal behavior, pay attention to social media and really honestly, even suicide bombers are kids. And, you know, so all of those things can cause suicide, but I want you to focus on the top three that I gave you today, emotional, physical, and sexual trauma. If you can remember those three, you are golden. Okay. All right. The WHO also has its own list of things that cause people to kill themselves, but generally for children, if you want to focus on those three, you'll be good. Otherwise, just look up the rest of it, but those three, you'll be good. And so why do people want to kill themselves? So essentially, they believe that they're not good enough. <laughs> I'm going to say that again for those at the back. These people believe that they're not good enough, that they're not worthy of living, living in, on, on earth anymore. They believe all the negative thoughts that have come and taken abode in their brains, right? But also some of them, like the smaller children, they believe that they are no good because there's so much trauma around them, they can't get a break, right? So that's another thing you need to consider. But the main thing is that, so there's external factors like, you know, abuse and all that, but the internal bully inside. You can tell me all you want that I'm crazy. The day my downfall starts is the day I start believing that I really am crazy. So same thing with telling each other they're stupid or calling them whatever, calling them names. Once they start believing that thought process, that's the beginning of the end. And then if they get a gun or they get sniper in Nigeria, I don't know about Ghana, but I know in Nigeria, sniper is the go-to drug when people want to kill themselves. We've got a problem. So 
the first thing is that the person believes that thought process. And then the second thing is that they act on the thought process. So needless to say, to reverse that, just do not believe the thought process, right? And then don't act on it. And we'll get to that later on. So I want to define mental anguish. So mental anguish is defined as intense psychological pain following traumatic incidents that cause emotional suffering and distress. Like you hear all the words I'm throwing out there, that's mental anguish. Mental anguish, intense psychological pain. That's how bad it is. So when somebody's killing themselves, I want you to know that they have an intense psychological pain. Whereas mental illness is defined as a condition that affects your thinking, your feeling, your mood, and your behavior, right? Examples are bipolar, depression, schizophrenia, anxiety, ADHD, all things that you can treat with medication and counseling. Deep, intense psychological pain of maybe losing your job and then getting diagnosed with a chronic illness that's going to kill you and then getting a divorce or your kid dies. The death of a child is such a painful thing. And I know I'm talking about kids, but still, some 34-year-olds have kids. Divorce. These are deeply painful psychological trauma. I need you to focus on those when we're talking about suicide okay it's something that is over and above mental illness as a matter of fact mental illness is just one of the many causes of suicide but it's not the main cause which is what most people think most people think that suicide is um, mental illness is the main cause of suicide and that's the problem so with for mental anguish how do you fix those mental anguish tends to be situational things that cause it. So to fix that, you want to eliminate the stress. I can't say that enough. Elimination of the stress will reverse that, okay? Imagine a child that has been cyber bullied and then the mom is an alcoholic and then the father is maybe incarcerated, okay? Imagine those things. Those are major obstacles for this child. Imagine that child and then that child happens to be 12 years old and happens to live in America and is black. You see how it's easy for that kid to say, you know what, I give up. I want you to think mental anguish, think mental trauma. The level of trauma that is like, wow, that's what I want you to think. So that when these kids are saying that they're suicidal, I do not want you to use your mouth and call them selfish, call them lazy, call them whatever derogatory term you're thinking about because it is not an easy thing. It's actually counterintuitive to hurt yourself, you know? If you don't believe me, try to cut yourself and tell me how you like it. So when these people kill themselves, it is a state of irreparable human emotional burnout. And so it is, they deserve all of the compassion you can give them, okay? This is so serious. Whereas for mental illness, you can just fix that with therapy, you know, or medication and support. Well, both of them need support. But with mental illness, you see how mental illness is almost like light. And if you don't believe me, check the numbers. 90% of people who die by suicide do not have a pre-diagnosis of mental illness. They don't. When I was suicidal, I did not have a mental illness diagnosis before that or after that. That's what I'm trying to say. But what I did was I did not listen to the voice telling me that I was not good enough because I had failed. 
we, a, a lot of times we give into the voice that says you're a failure. That's the problem. So do not give into it. Just try to remember what I'm saying today for real. Like this is so serious. Just don't give into it and you'll be fine. Okay. I know you can't see my slides right now, but I want to talk about Akachi so much because this is a, he was a Nigerian, 20 year old Nigerian male who went to UNN, one of the big universities in Nigeria, and was actually the top like straight A student in the poetry and English department. But he was so devastated and so hopeless and so helpless. And he just kind of gave in and he wrote dark poetry on his Facebook page. And people used to just tease him. And he would say that his, he used to say his mental health was on life support. I mean, that's so deep. My mental health is on life support. And apparently he had attempted suicide twice before. And so the third time he completed it. So I need you to think, think about them from a place of grace. Just hold space for them. Do not judge them because everyone is one major traumatic event from becoming suicidal, okay? Another person we're gonna discuss is Ms. Aviant. She actually, on Facebook, she had a three hour streaming of her suicide, suicidal behavior rather. She was asking them if she should kill herself. This little girl was 14 years old. And she had been, at one time in her life, she had been through six foster homes in a very short period of time. And then she was molested sexually. She was emotionally abused. She tried her best to get back with her mother, who actually joined other people on Facebook to taunt her when she was trying to decide if she was going to kill herself or not. This is deep trauma. I have another little girl who at the age of 17 was married off to a 55 year old man. Is that a thing of joy? So I want you to understand when these people are killing themselves, it's not, a, it's not out of, it's not, there's nothing good about it, okay? And then of course, some kids do kill themselves accidentally. And I mentioned that earlier on. There's a, there's a game called the choking game that kids in America play. And I don't know if, the, if kids in other countries play it, but these kids actually choke each other until they pass out to get high. Yes, and many of them die. I think, in, I think they stopped counting, but a couple of years ago, we had like 1,600 kids that had died from this game. So again, going back to kids not believing that they would die, many kids are, oh, I'm not going to die. <laughs> they just don't think they're going to die from it. That is the thing, but a lot of them do die. Another group of kids I want to talk about are the kids who are bullied in school. We have a kid called Gabriel Tay. Gabriel Tay was actually knocked out in the school bathroom unconscious by bullies four days before he hung himself at home. Four days. Terrible. So when I talk about pain, I'm talking about the kind of pain that makes people just and I'm going to play the audio for this little guy. He says, give me a knife. I want to kill myself. He's nine years old. Listen. Give me a knife. Has. I'm going to kill myself. This. He said, give me a knife. I'm going to kill myself. Listen again. Give me a knife. I'm going to kill myself. He's only nine years old. That was a video that his mother made. She was talking about how her son had been bullied. Her son has dwarfism achondroplasia and people used to pet him at school like he's a, an animal and just make fun of him. There are mean people on earth. 
So the more compassion you can develop, the better for you. There are lots of mean people on earth. So what can you do? I know it's like, Dr. Lulu, oh my God, this is so heavy. Yes, someone has to talk about it. So what can we do? Well, the first thing to do is to know your child, right? If you don't know your child, you're not going to know when they're living, when there are four out of five of them that are leaving you signs, okay? You have to know your child in and out. And always, like I tell the parents, have an open door policy so that your kids can have free access to come to you if and when they're in need of you, okay? But know your child, know their behaviors. There's a girl called Alexander, Alexandra Valoras. She was, six, she was 17 years old. She was like the star student. Everybody loved her. She was robotics wheeze and she played music and she was in student council and she loved to ski. And one night she just made her bed and walked out of the house and jumped off an embankment. It was only after she died that her parents found her 200-page journal where she wrote nothing but self-hatred. was just spewing out on the pages. She called herself a failure. She said she wasn't worthy of living. She believed all those thoughts. So if you don't know your child, you're going to be, you're going to find out after she's killed herself that, oh, wait, she has this book with all these things. Okay? Remove guns from your house. Remove medications from your house. If you have a child who is suicidal, you have no business having guns in your house. My neighbor across the street from my house, a couple of months ago, 19-year-old boy, he killed himself in the house while his mother was sleeping. If you have a child that is suicidal, you have no business. You have no business having guns, okay? Talk to other parents. If you notice something about their child, talk to other parents. Talk to your kids' friends, okay? Your kids' friends know a lot about your kid, a lot about your kid, and they're going to tell their friends before they tell you. Teach your kids about suicidal behavior. When I was thinking about writing a course on suicide prevention, my son said to me, Mom, well, how would I know if my friend is suicidal? I thought that was the most important phrase I've ever heard in my life. How will I know if my friend is suicidal? Powerful words. Well, I told him, you know, look out for this, that, 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 and that, okay? And then, of course, I can't say this enough, enough monitor the internet. Please make sure that you know what, where, what sites your kids are going to. Make sure that your house is, your internet is such that you know where your kids are going. I cannot say that enough because kids can go on Instagram and actually learn how to kill themselves. There's a girl, a British girl, a 13-year-old British girl, I think her name was Brittany, I think. She learned how to kill herself on Instagram. So it is a bad thing, okay? Make sure that you're, you're keeping an eye on their social media. Akachi was 20, so he was probably an adult, but you have to keep an eye on your kids' social media if you're able to if they'll let you, right? And then be present in your kid's school. Make sure that your kid's school knows that you are one of those parents that cares about your child, okay? Because we have kids in Nigeria. We had a 10-year-old kid who killed himself in Nigeria last year. That's a kid that was 10 years old in Nigeria. His mother said she just told him to go and, to go and sleep or something. Oh, I don't know. She told him to go get something and he went to the shed and hung himself. That's what she said. But you and I know that that's kind of bullshit, right? <laughs> it's not possible. Kids don't just kill themselves. People don't want to kill themselves. It's counterintuitive. Take it from Dr. Lulu. It is counterintuitive, okay? So how do you fix this? Simple. Eliminate the stress. Eliminate the trauma. 
Easier said than done, right? Well, start looking for those three top traumas. Start looking for physical trauma. Start looking for verbal abuse. Nigerians, African-Americans, stop cussing at your kids. Start looking for physical, sexual, emotional abuse. Start looking for avenues where your child might be. A child who is bullied is emotionally abused. If they're beating her up, him up in school, he is emotionally, he's physically abused. If he's being raped serially every day by his uncle or his auntie, he is being abused. I want you to look out for those traumatic things in your kids' lives. Stop looking everywhere and asking Dr. Lulu, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I don't know either. You know, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it real 100%. Okay? So eliminate the trauma and just, you may just save your child. And then other than that, if the child is already traumatized, well, let's give them skills, okay? One of the things that I do with my patients is I teach them how to never have negative talk. When I'm in my office, which has since moved to my house, this is one of the list of things that the patients can, they can only pick words from this list to describe themselves. Let me tell you, this is a very, very difficult thing for my patients to do. They are so used to saying negative things to themselves they have a hard time picking words that are positive to describe themselves. So you need to be that person in your child's life, telling them to be positive and to, and you must lead by example. Don't be saying negative things to yourself. I haven't said anything to this negative to describe myself in like a, a couple of years or more now, because I realize my brain is listening to me. Your voice is the loudest voice that you hear, right? So if your voice is the loudest voice, we got a problem. If you tell yourself negative things, you're going to hear negative things. Okay? Your voice is the loudest voice that, we hear, that you hear. So support, 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 right? Ask them what happened. Don't ask them why. If you ask me, why do you want to kill yourself? I'll tell you that because I want to die. If you ask me, well, what happened? I'll be like, well, my uncle has been raping me. This is a real thing. I keep going back to domestic abuse because since the lockdown, we've had an increase in domestic violence and domestic abuse and killing these people. It's terrible. The news just keeps coming to me and it just, it kills me. And if you are someone who is struggling with suicidal behavior, I want you to do me a favor. Reach out. One of the books that I'm writing is going to be called, well, I'm not going to tell you the name, but it's going to give you some tips on things that you can do before you jump. Okay, so just be on the lookout for that. But yeah, reach out. And then if you are the person that they reach out to, do me a favor, have empathy, have compassion. Don't judge them. Do not judge them. Do not judge them. Do not judge them because you yourself, you're only one traumatic event from killing yourself. I promise you, it's that bad, okay? So in summary, we talked about the fact that youth, youth die, um, suicide is the second leading cause of, cause of death for youth age 10 through 34, okay, suicide. Second only to accidents. And then we talked about accidents, right? So some of those accidents might actually be suicides. We don't know, right? So I want you to focus on the underlying cause, what we call the root causes. Suicide is largely preventable. I know someone said one time that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And that is so true. I know I've been there. I know at that point when it's happening to you, you don't believe that there's life after that, but there is, if you just hold on, if you just hold on a little bit. So the commonest causes of suicide are human burnout from emotional trauma, physical trauma, and 
possibly sexual traumas or other kinds of trauma. There are lots and lots and lots of kinds of traumas. If you can just put them down to those three though. Okay, but yeah, usually it's trauma. So I want you to just practice empathy and compassion and try your best to be the one for these people because apparently a child who is suicidal, if they can identify one single adult in their circle that they can trust, those kids will thrive. So there's a huge responsibility on you, the adults watching me right now, when it comes to suicide prevention. Resiliency is the key. So what I like to say is draw a straight line and imagine that trauma is in the middle. Resiliency is one end and suicide is on the other end. So while resiliency is at the crux of trauma survival, suicide is the worst outcome of trauma. So if you can get your kids to be more resilient, in other words, this is really, 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 really hard for me, but I'm going to push through. That's resiliency. Being able to bounce back, no matter what, bounce back, bounce back. Reach out for help if you have to, but don't be overcome by it. Do not. You are bigger than this. So to reach me, you can call me on my phone number, air code 802-768-1180. That is my work number. It is a Google cell phone number. You can call me from anywhere in the world and it will ring on my phone, 802-768-1180. How about your girl, okay? My website is, I have two websites, teenalive.com and youthhealthcenter.com. So teenalive.com and youthhealthcenter.com. And then, hold on, my battery's dying. And then, um, so teenalive.com and youthhealthcenter.com. So those are my two websites. And then I have a podcast called Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. You're welcome to listen and download it. I mostly talk to people who have struggled with suicidal behavior or have been touched by suicide in their lives. Okay. And I recommend that you send me an email if all else fails. My email is askdoctor, spell out the word doctor, lulu at gmail.com. Simple. Ask Dr. Lulu at gmail.com. And if you are in North America, feel free to download an app called the Not Okay app. The Not Okay app. It's a very, very important app. I don't think I have enough time to go through it today, but download it anyway and you'll be glad you did it. You say, oh, Dr. Lulu told me about this app. If you are actively suicidal right now and you're in North America, you can dial 1-800-273-TALK, the word talk, T-A-L-K, 273-TALK or 1-800-SUICIDE, okay? There's a suicide text line. You can text 741-741, okay? You want to text the word HOME to 741-741, HOME or HELP, okay? Suicide hotline. I'm going to include the link to the Global Suicide Resources with my slides, okay? So you can still get those. Also, if you have any questions or you want to book, if you need a speaker at your event that's going to keep it real and talk about the real stuff that no one wants to talk about, holla at your girl. I will be there, okay? My name is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. The Momatrician. I think my time is up. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you learned something. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. And I'll see you sometime soon okay my name is dr lulu do this